Hey folks, Brian here, and uh, if you can't tell already, this episode's going to sound just a little bit different. This is our live show that we recorded on Friday, August 19th at the New York City Pinball Championships 2022 in Brooklyn. We are talking about the continued saga of Deep Root Pinball, where it came from, where it's going. If you don't know the whole story, we do a bit of a recap in the first part of this, but if you want to hear the whole thing, check out our emergency episode, Deep Root Pinball Ponzi. It's very entertaining, even if you know nothing about pinball, like me. Everything I know about this, I learned in the course of recording these two episodes. Levy was our guest last time. He's the one doing the introduction here at the beginning. He's a very entertaining person. He tells the story very well. Check that out, and then come on over and listen to this. I think you're going to have a good time. Anyway, on with the show. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you direct your attention towards the seminar area, you will see a history-making earth-shaking, mad-rattling, overly-rocking common uh, seminar about the deep root scandal. The ins, the outs, the what-have-yous. And there will be awesome t-shirts if you're in attendance during this uh, seminar. So I encourage you all to come and see the pride of New York City, the worst of all possible worlds podcast. Welcome. Hi. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How's it going, everybody? We see you over in the tournament area. We hope you're having hey a great time. We're having a great time because That's we get right. to uh, do a podcast. Yeah, this is, this is what we do for enjoyment. That's right. And we're we hope... real sick people. <laughs> and we hope you enjoy what you're about to experience today. We are not actually a pinball podcast first and foremost. No. We are a podcast where we do weekly case studies in the pop culture of a dying empire. And there's no empire more dying than that of, uh, well, what's on our t-shirts. That's Deep right. Deep Root Pinball, <laughs> the greatest empire, the rise and fall, the ancient Rome of the modern day. That's right. And Imagine if Rome started with just Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> and so we here as the Empire Destroyers uh, have put together a nice little show for you. Yeah. Uh, and also, in about a half hour, we're going to be bringing in a very special guest who's got a lot of cool new information to share about Deep Root Pinball. So, yeah. are you all ready? All right. I can't hear you, I said, are you all ready? That's right you are, let's get into it. So, obviously. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast to... No, it's the first one, it's the first and only podcast. No one's ever done this. That's right. And no one ever will, because they're gonna see what this is like and opt out. We're doing great so far. I'm the worst of all possible Joshes. And I am the worst of all possible Brian's. And what I'd like to start off with today is recapping a little bit about this company, Deep Root Pinball. You hear about these guys? Hmm. hmm. Uh, I never have, no. You hear about this guy? Hmm. Nope. Nope. Can't say as I have. Okay. Well, this guy's name right. is uh, John Papaduke, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. So this, this is J-Pop. J-Pop. So his whole okay. deal, you know, he's, he's a pinball guy, loves making, designing pinball machines. Yeah. This little uh, Zidware thing here, this is a company that he made to produce some pinball machines. Okay. And I'm sure that went really well. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, it worked out really, really well. And they shipped no games. Oh. They wanted to, though. 
And then this guy came along. Okay. You see this guy before? Uh, he, he looks like he manages uh, five or six Dave and Busters in the Midwest. <laughs> yes, this man is uh, Robert, Robert Mueller. Oh, that's the guy... That's yeah, the guy who wrote that report. He's known for his report. Yeah, he took down the president of the United States. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, he took down a number of other things, too. Oh, okay. Turns out. Wow. And uh, so basically what happened is, yeah, this guy, uh, John Papaduke, uh, you know, he, he, he had some great ideas for some games, tried to get them built, had some trouble getting them built. And then uh, this other guy, Robert, comes into the picture, right? And uh, he's got some great ideas for how to get these things built. Okay, okay. So it, you got the ideas man? And you got the guy who can get it done. That's exactly right. So it's me and you. It's a match made in heaven. Yeah. So the first thing that they tried to get off the ground was this thing. This is called Magic Girl. Okay. You see this? You hear about this? I, yeah. No, I've heard about this. So the one thing I know about pinball is that everyone loves the magic. Right. And this brings the magic to the whole table. It brings the magic to a girl. And sorry I said table. I know. You're going to have to bear <laughs> with me. I'm the idiot here. I don't know anything about any of this shit. It brings the magic to a whole girl, the most magical girl. Now, oh, okay. you might be wondering too, you know, this game, how, what was so magical about it? Well, you can see the play field is pretty yeah. cool, but probably the most magical thing mm. was uh, what a profit and loss statement would have looked like to build this thing. <laughs> because they were trying to make 24 of these. Okay, that sounds... Period. Oh, so... What were they selling them for? Oh, I don't remember. Like, like fourteen thousand dollars or something so like that. So they, this was a non-profit endeavor. This was a for-profit endeavor. Ah, and so we've got some mistakes being made. We've got right this now. great game, and uh, then, like I said, Deep Root Pick Pinball comes into the picture. Deep Root Pinball, of course, being that's Robert a tuchus. Yeah, that's a that's it's, a butt, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta say it. Uh, that logo does not look safe for work. No. And we were told, actually, earlier today that, like, you know, anything is fair game. We were not going to show this logo if yeah. we hadn't gotten the approval to do so. Yeah, but, it's filthy. You know, we did. It's also completely different from the logo that's on our shirts. That's true. And uh, you'll notice that this logo right here, this is the logo of actually Deep Root Pinball itself, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Deep Root Pinball, the company, uh, or the, the, the division, because there were a lot of different divisions of this company. Okay. So they were diversified, which means that they're a good business. That's right. Yeah. They were diversified into a lot of really, really appropriate verticals that okay. were making them a great deal of money. Good. I love to hear about good business that has solid fundamentals. And so, of course, this, this uh, you know, game was going to get built, and it was going to be amazing. It was going to change the world because there were a lot of cool features. So this is Z Zombie Adventureland? Robot, no, sorry, Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland, yeah. Ret I see nothing of that <laughs> in this game. Uh, I see no zombies. I see no retro. I see... No Adventureland. Mega Man's over here. Yeah, that is Mega Man. Um, so that's cool. I good, don't know. Good for Mega Man. I'm glad he's still doing things. I know he was going through a rough patch. He was there. going through a rough patch. Yeah. He's doing okay. Um, a anyway, little time in rehab. Yeah. Like, so this game looks pretty cool, right? Like, I'd play this. It you lights play up. This? Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Um, and so for the longest time, you know, trying to get this game built. Uh, but it turns out that making a game is actually not as easy as you might think. Well, here's the thing, Josh. Yeah. I once heard from a very wise man mm. that pinball is easy. <laughs> oh, yeah? Who yeah. was that? Um, I believe he was the special counsel <laughs> investigating Donald Trump. Got it. Robert Mueller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, famous quote from that man. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to show you a couple other cool things on this okay. game. So 
have you ever, you know, when you're playing pinball and you're like, I'm trying to flip the buttons. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought to yourself, I wish there was more between these buttons? Yeah, actually, yeah. Cool. Well, have I got the pitch for you? Okay. This thing right here is called the pin bar. The pin bar. And it's called the pin bar because it's a bar in the middle for your pins. For your pins. And so yeah. you can like push different things and make cool different so, things happen. And so this is an iPad. Yes. Um, this is something that seems like it would distract from the act of playing pinball because they've like on on the on the the image on the left it's like some sort of yeah but like you can put graphics on it and yeah shit. it's That's... like it's like there's a fruit ninja game happening at the same time <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's so like you know a lot of different options that are available and so you can you can see how this could add a lot of convenience. Um, you know, it's it's difficult when you have a pinball machine to just open it up and push the buttons inside, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's the thing. The problem I have playing yeah. pinball because uh -huh. I'm not good at this this game. Right. It's very inconvenient. I never know where the things are. I never know where the buttons are. Yes. Have you ever tried to maintain a pinball machine? Um, no, but that that seems kind of difficult. I saw some people doing that yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were setting up the games right they over were, there. You know, lifting up the glass, lifting up the uh, play area. Mm -hmm tweaking some of the things on the bottom. And I thought the same thing that I think with mechanics who yeah. work on cars. Right. This would all be so much easier if you could just turn it upside down. The car. The car and the, the, and, and the machine. Oh, yeah. have I got Both an invention things. for you, dude? Check oh, this out. okay. So um, this is... Makes a lot of noise, so you know it's... Oh, yeah. Ooh, so yeah. All right, I'm going to give you a rundown of what happens in this video because you're just listening to this. We see Robert Mueller, a bunch of other people at Deep Root, including one very excited person with his face blurred out, standing right upstage center of a prototype pinball cabinet. Uh, Mueller is pulling out the play area. So like most pinball games, you just open up the glass, you open up the playing area. It's just like a, I don't know, garage door. It goes vertical. But here he's designed something that makes the pinball machine like twice as long and he's pulling it out, except it doesn't really work very well. It makes a lot of noise. The guy in the back keeps putting his fists up, hoping for something really exciting that never really comes. And then you see Mueller give up, try to put it back in uh, before like or after like turning it over a couple times to show that, oh, yeah, you can turn it upside down. He tries to put it back in. It, it doesn't go. The camera sort of zooms in on him as he looks at it, giving sort of a gesture of like, cut the tape, cut the tape. You know, it, I'm, th by the way, the yeah. guy blurred out in the middle of that video, that's me. <laughs> that's you? Yeah, I'm the one who's really excited about this. I can understand why. It was an, it's an exciting, it's an exciting invention. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like he's trying to convert it into a skee-ball table. <laughs> okay, so I got one more question for you, right? Okay. If that hasn't sold you yet, yeah. what if I could tell you yeah. that that... You see those boxes over there? I do see those boxes. Are there any issues with those boxes? Yeah. What are they? First thing off the top of my head. Yes. Can't reuse them. That, Never, no one's ever reused a cardboard box in their life. That's a problem. Right. Right. You want to reuse right. your boxes. Right. Two pretty boring. Yes. Looks single use, right? A, a box like that, you look at it and you say, what's inside that? Pinball machine. Yes. 
You look inside that, mm. the pin pod, mm -hmm. and what's inside that is possibility. That's right. Yeah. And you had the possibility to Ooh. add one of these pin pods onto your very own Deep Root pinball machine. Um, and do you know, like, just looking at this crate, and it's, it's a yeah. well-built piece, well, piece of machinery. Okay, like, so we're, we're talking pre-pandemic yeah. lumber costs yeah. because it's gotten a little out of control You got some lately. brackets, you got some boards. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously it's been treated, but it's not right. stained, it's not pretty. Yeah. So I would say uh, probably $400, right? Yeah, so 950 that's, United no, States dollars. No, yeah. that's almost $1,000. So these were the kinds of innovations that Deep Root was bringing to the fore. Wow. Uh, great ideas, great pricing, lots of great things. So after this went on for a while, yeah. um, on, on, the, on the Pinside forums, which I'm sure everybody who's like watching on stream right now has probably posted on Pinside <laughs> at some point. Um, I have gone to the website once, personally. So. Probably my favorite post in the history of maybe anywhere, certainly on Pinside, but uh -huh. also maybe anywhere. Because people, after a while, you know, with this, like, Raza machine and all that stuff, yeah. it became clear that this game was not getting delivered on schedule. Okay, so, so the months were passing. No right. one was seeing any actual artwork or things lighting up or anything. Right. It's just Pr stuff like that machine flipping the, over. Yeah, the reveal of the pin pod. You know, like yeah. lots of promises being made, but not so much in the way of actual like concrete, you know, deliverables. Yeah, most um, of my exes know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, this is my favorite post ever. Is this real? <laughs> and the link is <laughs> HTTPS colon slash slash www.sec.gov. Oh. oh, well, okay, so not having seen this link, Pretty sure it's real. It's real. Yeah. And uh, on this post, it was revealed that... Mm, that is the government. That is the government of yeah. the United States of America. And I'm going to read a bit from this complaint. Okay. In the United okay. States District Court for the Western District of Texas San Antonio Division, Security and Exchange Commission plaintiff against... And I love this, so I'm going to just read the whole thing, and you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Robert J. Mueller, Deep Root Funds LLC, a.k.a. DPRT Funds LLC, and Policy Services Incorporated, Defendants, and Deep Root Tech LLC, Deep Root Pinball LLC, Deep Root Studios LLC, Deep Root Sports and Entertainment oh, LLC, <laughs> Deep Root RE12621 Silicon Drive LLC, what? and Robert J. Mueller, Jeffrey L. Mueller, and Belinda G. Breen as co-trustees of the MB Hale Ohana Revocable Trust. Ohana means family. And family means no one gets left behind. That's right, Brian. Forgotten. Okay, no, 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 no. We're not going to the next slide yet because I have to ask yeah. you some questions. No, go for it. Go for it. So the first thing I noticed, Deep Root Funds. Yes. That's not what you call someone who makes pinball machines. Is no. It? Mm. And so this, this was... This is that diversification we're talking about. This is the about. diversification. So, like, everybody knows that the best way to run a pinball company is to attach it to a mutual fund, Right. That's not how I would do it, but I'm not a businessman. Yeah, you're not this guy. And so... Um, no, 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 we're not done. Okay. Because, so I'm also seeing Deep Root Studios? Yep. Okay, so the, I'm assuming they're making movies? Uh, yeah, and there was, there was some animation involved. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, the for sure. The thing that, for some reason, more than anything else, sends a shiver down my spine mm. is Deep Root Sports? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly can't really speak to that. Uh, but okay. yeah, Deep Root Sports and Entertainment, I think they wanted to, like start up a pro sports team or something like that, too. Well, like, if there's one thing I know about all of these ventures, yeah. they're all very modest. Mm -hmm. They have good, simple return on investment, but they're, they're solid business, right? Yes. Like you're, all, you're, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed. If you know what you're doing, 
to make a little bit of money as long as you're not over-promising, right? Yeah, broadly speaking, yeah. It's, it's like the famous saying, anybody can start an animation studio. All you need is a twinkle and a dream. <laughs> I just made that up. Did you like it? Yeah, I think that was actually Walt Disney. <laughs> I think if you dig, a deep, dig deep enough. like. So yeah. anyway, the Securities Exchange Commission of the United States. Yeah. Put out this thing, and this is a civil complaint, right, against Robert <laughs> Mueller. And I will read again from this. From at least September 2015 to at least February 2021, so again, this is six-ish years, five and a half years, Robert J. Mueller and Deep Root, both investment advisors, defrauded two investment funds they advise and nearly 300 people who invested roughly $58 million in the funds. Oh, God. Yeah, so for me, this is where the story becomes a lot less funny, to be honest. Yeah, so that number, if we average it out, that's about a little less than $200,000 per person. Right. Being named here. Um, and so uh, th these, these aren't necessarily millionaires who are being defrauded. No, and then no. when you look at where the money was actually coming from, you know, in the next part of the complaint, yeah. Mueller and Deep Root persuaded investors, many of whom were retirees, ah. So already living on a fixed yeah. income yeah, to so cash out annuities and individual retirement accounts they held uh, with other investment companies and invest in the funds. What a dick! Yeah, not good, not good. Uh, and finally, this is this is just this this is actually kind of funny yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, they called it the five seven five fund. Okay, like the nine 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 plan. Yeah, that was okay. uh, what's his name? Herman uh, Cain. Herman yeah, Cain. Rest Thank in you. Peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, it, they, they basically made a promise that you could receive either simple annual interest of 7% per year. Okay. Paid out in a lump sum at the end of the five-year term. Yeah. Or 5% simple annual interest paid out in monthly installments for each of five years. Thus, the 575 in the fund's name. Okay. So they promised that. Yeah, you know how like when you open up an investment prospectus, the very first sentence is always... This is not a guarantee. Like, the, the, there, nothing is promised here. You know, past yeah, performance is yeah. not a, a guarantee of future results. Yeah. Yeah, and, they didn't and, do that. And the market's okay right now, I guess. The, I don't, who knows what the market's like these it's days? It's weird. But at the beginning of 2020, I'm assuming that's when we're starting to run into trouble with Deep Root specifically. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it turns out that, yeah, it, it, toward the beginning of uh, the year of our Lord, uh, 2020. Yeah. Uh, there was. I think a, Lord did put out an album that year. Uh, yes, and the Lord put out uh, a great new virus. <laughs> <laughs> the first of ten plagues. That's right. Still waiting for the second. So I mean, this is really the gist of it, right? And this is the gist of the civil complaint. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the story up until about March-ish. The, the other big thing that I just wanted to point up, though, is that. In order, because this is a civil case, right? And in a yeah, civil yeah. case, the big thing is you just are trying to get as much money back as possible right. to pay off creditors and stuff like that. They have not filed anything in the way of criminal charges yet. That could be forthcoming, but it, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to, I, I, thought, I thought about this for a little while. Yeah. And I was like, what could we maybe do? that would make this a little bit fun and interactive, sort of like bring the world of the bankruptcy auction to yeah. the great people here at the New York City pinball uh, conference. Uh, give all of us your money right now. So um, uh, I would like to take it, and I promise you'll get it back later. Yeah, well, we'll get back to you. Yeah? I, I just want to show good? off, here's okay. a couple cool pictures, by the way, of like uh, the office. You know? Okay, well, now I'm seeing one of the biggest problems they had here. Yeah. No employees. <laughs> That's right, Brian. 
And so all of this stuff had to go on to auction, right? Hold on, hold on. To the studs. What is that picture? That's a crematorium. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's They're what, really diversified. They were getting into the funerary industry. They were, yeah. You could uh, oh throw an entire, an entire corpse in there and just, yeah. It, just There's incinerated. nothing else in that room. <laughs> that's what all the tubing is for up there is to get the ashes out. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, yeah, wanted to bring the excitement of this bankruptcy auction to our attendees here. And so I'm going to go ahead and say it. Actually, why don't you go ahead and say it? All right. Come on down. <laughs> Folks, it's The Price is Right, hosted by Drew Carey. Hey, everybody. Has, uh, called in sick earlier today. It's actually, it's Josh. It's Josh. I'm Josh. I'm filling in for Drew Carey today. And for everybody who's still over at the tournament games, this is your opportunity to win some extremely real Deep Root merchandise. Yes. <laughs> I. This is not a joke. They have all been put through the wash because I sorted all of them a couple <laughs> weeks back and they felt kind of oily. Yeah. And rough. But thankfully, so, my building has a really I'm nice this community this washing machine. The whole song. So here's how this is going to work. We're going to pull up an item. Yeah. We're going to go over it. And we're going to say, hey, you know, how much do you think that this went for at auction? And, and, and this is Price is Right rules, right? So I want you to guess the price without going over. Yep. And uh, I want to get, like, uh, I don't know, who wants to come up? Who wants to come up and uh, win a shirt? Yeah, come All on. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So. Let's go ahead and uh, have our first item. Are you ready? Yeah, let's put you uh, stand over there. Yeah, stand right, the stand right, stand right. And uh, here Everyone we today. go. Everybody give it up for Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan's here. All, All right. right. Spend the rest of your summer in style with 79 Deep Root Pinball t-shirts. <laughs> pinball is easy. Almost as easy as slipping on one of these fashionable 100% cotton Gildan t-shirts You'll be the envy of all of New York when you roll up to the club bearing the logo of San Antonio's premier pinball manufacturer on your chest and the slogan, Pinball for the Masses, across your back. With an array of sizes, you'll be sure to find one to fit your build, especially if that build is medium. Seriously, 45 of these are medium size. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? And you can't look at the screen. Uh, I gotta hide that. Yep. But 79 shirts. What do you think shirts. it went for at auction? What do you think Josh specifically what do you think, paid for? How much do you think I paid for these shirts before shipping? 79 t shirts. I hear $8,500. Like, $10. $10. $4,100. $4,100? <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. For 79 t-shirts, $4,100? I'm gonna need you to go a lot lower because I really want you to win this shirt. Okay, okay uh, $250. $250, you are very, very oh, over, oh, but I don't oh, care, oh, I'm giving wow. it to you anyway. Yes. The actual auction price is 80 United States dollars for 79 t-shirts. <laughs> All right, uh, what size are you? Large. All right. Let me find a large. There's not so many of them because there's so many mediums. There's so many mediums. Give, 
Give it up for Jonathan, everybody. So our next item available here, and again, at auction, is... Get to work already with a set of eight office chairs. Octo manufacturing will be a reality in your very own home when you and seven of your best friends sit down in these eight Herman Miller Aeron desk chairs, equipped with full lumbar support and famous mesh back. Enron probably auctioned off at least 15,000 of these in 2001, and we've totally forgotten by now, but the remnants of Enron's collapse still linger. Think about it. Thousands upon thousands of used Herman Miller Aeron chairs in offices and warehouses across Texas, permanently depressing the office furniture market. Each chair a teeny tiny monument to man's hubris. Perhaps these are chairs with double history. Eight chairs with double history. That's effectively 16 chairs. That's what right, What is folks. this, Josh? Why did you write all of this about Enron? It's a really good joke. So uh, <laughs> here's some chairs. Uh, who wants to come on down for the opportunity to win a Deep Root Pinball t-shirt and guess how much these eight chairs went for at auction? All right, Howard, come on down. Come on down, Howard. Uh, I'm going to throw out there 110 bucks Per chair, so $880? Oh, no, no, for the lot. For the lot. You think that all eight chairs were $110? That would be an incredible deal. I'm talking supply and demand here. So you really think that's too low, crowd? Too, too <laughs> low? How about 300 for the lot? The actual answer is $1,525. That's all right. You're still yeah. getting a shirt. What size yeah, are you? I know, right? Okay. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Buy this shit and figure it out. A vacuum former. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest. I have no fucking idea what this thing is. It says on the paper in front of me that it's a Bellavac Model C Class 24-inch by 48-inch vacuum former with tooling table, 3 and a quarter inch, 8 centimeters, pneumatic drive cylinder, 300 pound, 136 kilograms, seal pressure with adjustable slotted... Track for rapid tool mounting solid state programmable heat timing unit coupled with programmable percentage control unit heater panel 20,000 watts infrared radiant panel with size down option vacuum pump high volume high vacuum pump onboard 20 gallon surge tank. As best I can tell, it sucks you off. <laughs> so, how much for whatever this thing is? 400? 400? We. 3,000? Higher, higher. 12,000, lower. 8,000, lower. 69. <laughs> the actual price, and who, honestly, whoever wants a t shirt can have one. It's $5,200. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want a shirt, come on up. No, talk literally, to come Anne. up and get a shirt. Like, uh, sort of terrifying. Tell them your size, we'll get you a shirt. Yeah. The, there's just too many of them. <laughs> yeah. We got to get rid of these shirts, guys. <laughs> All right. There's, 
There's one more here, and we're just going to run through this pretty there's quickly. One more? Yeah, there's oh, one God. more. I have to and do this, this is voice important, again. actually, because it plays into the next part of what we're going to talk about here. Oh, yes, it is. Okay, okay. All right. Be the envy of all your friends with a new pinball machine. A piece of history only comes along for purchase every so often, and this deep root pinball retro atomic zombie Adventureland prototype is one such item. It's in full working order, and by working order, I mean that we can turn it on and push the buttons to flip the flippers, and it makes noises sometimes. What's that worth to you? Seriously, what's it worth? Was it worth all of this? How much money needs to go into the money fire until you people are satisfied? I hear 22,000. I need to take a break. It's actually lower. 13,375. That's very close. The actual auction realized price is. Oh, wait, no, it's higher. I lied. <laughs> 65. 16,500. You're a t shirt. Come down get a t shirt. <laughs> okay. We have fun here, don't we, folks? The next thing that we're going to go ahead and do, though, now that we've had a chance to talk a bit about the backstory here, yeah, yeah. is we're going to be bringing on a very special guest. Now, this is a man who's really been following this saga probably closer than literally anybody. Uh, and he is joining us today remotely. Uh, and uh, this is go ahead and uh, unmute your microphone now if you want. And uh, let's get to it. Can you hear us? Let's do it. Hello. I can hear you. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is Blueberry Johnson, <laughs> the man himself. Why don't, um, why don't you go ahead and, uh, yeah, let the people know sort of who you are, what your story is, and uh, what brought you here today. Yeah, you got it. Well, first, I just want to say it's so great to be joining, obviously, one of the best podcasts there is, and oh, obviously, yeah, obviously the best oh. pinball show there is, with obviously <laughs> the best live pinball show podcast listening crowd. That's a Woo. cheer line. Applause. Okay, that didn't work. A lot of people um, left yeah, earlier calling... for lunch or for dinner break. So yeah, yeah. Got it. I can't see. All right. Yeah. So I'm just talking to you guys. But that's cool. We're that's a great time. Pressure. They're, they're, they're uh, yeah, I'm calling in from a, a rock in the middle of the Pacific. I'm in Hawaii. I'm not really Blueberry Johnson, but that's my name on Pinside. And uh, I got involved in this whole ridiculous saga because it was such a soap opera that fascinated me in many different ways. I like finding things on the Internet. I started finding things about Deep Root on the internet before it all crashed and burned, kind of as you've kind of already covered. And then in posting those, people who worked at Deep Root back when they were afraid to speak publicly about it started mm. filling some of the gaps, contacting me, sending oh, me wow. the, like the video that you showed there with the uh, Robert <laughs> using that exciting new invention, uh, the internal Slack messages about him explaining why people weren't getting paid. Uh, all sorts of internal documents, employee manuals, basically the inside scoop on what was going on behind the scenes. And as, as publicly a shit show as it was, it didn't uh, cover but a tenth of uh, the real kind of nightmare that was going on inside. So yeah, somehow, wow. without intending to, I got roped into, I guess, being uh, amateur investigative journalist on this topic. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's definitely the sort of thing, too, where, you know, we did our first show about Deep Root, like, almost exactly a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Levy on, who sort of told us the story up to a certain point, and now we've really brought you on to fill in uh, some of the gaps that, you know, exist between what happened then and, you know, where we stand right now. So I think the best place for us to start with this is just to specifically talk a bit more about Robert himself, because... You know, in order to really get into this, we need to understand 
how he got away with fooling so many people for so long. Because again, we can laugh at the like uh, innovations and stuff like that all day, but ultimately this was something that cost a lot of people potentially their entire, uh, entire retirement savings. There's a lot of people who bought pinball machines that were never delivered. And, you know, a lot of people who ended up working for this company uh, with very, very little to show for it, honestly. And it's, it's extremely unfortunate. So I guess the first thing that I'm wondering is if you could tell us a little bit about, like, why was it that people were so willing to buy into what he was selling and how that changed over time? Yeah, sure. So I think there's probably some major components to that. Uh, number one would be throwing around a lot of money at the beginning. Yeah. So Robert uh, wanted to, to go big or go home, and he uh, had a bunch of money to invest in ways that we've never seen people starting up a pinball company, hiring basically every available famous desire, designer of yesteryear, you know, plus J-pop, and paying large salaries, bringing in a huge team, buying a preposterous headquarters in, or renting a preposterous headquarters in San Antonio that wasn't actually set up for manufacturing. It was also kind of like, building uh, goodwill with the pinball community. If Levy had played his cards right or Never Beef had played their cards right and Deeper were still around, I bet they would give $50,000 to sponsor this event because oh, they sure. were like yeah. the platinum sponsor of, of Papa, of Pinberg, of all these things. And so when you have a guy that's coming out and legit has money, because you can't kind of fake actually giving all this money away, hiring all these people to good salaries, people who either yeah. used to be in the business or want to get into it. And he says, hey, come and we'll pay you a whole bunch. You can do your dream of working in pinball. Why wouldn't you want to do it? And so that's initially how it got going with having so many employees, having so much coverage. Sure. Why in terms of pulling the wool over the eyes or fooling people? Well, I think behind the scenes, pretty quickly for some folks and longer for other folks, they started to understand this wasn't working out. But Robert was a lawyer and he was yeah. very uh, aggressively litigious, threatening people uh, with uh, you know lawsuits. He had everybody sign NDAs, which I haven't actually seen what they are, but enough mm. that like nobody was willing to speak out publicly about what was going behind the scenes. And we would hear whispers for years. And by the way, this went on, I don't remember when they started, but like five years. We're not just talking a bit of time. This was right. a lot of coverage about a lot of nothing, but we know Robert would excitedly talk about his burn rate, meaning how much they're spending per month, being up to 750K, which doesn't mm. make a lot of sense if you're trying to make a business. So no one <laughs> doubted that there was money behind the thing. And so why would you think, oh, maybe it was being misappropriated by this investment fund until the SEC yeah. came out? Right. Well, and but it, once people I feel like yeah, a, a big part of it, too, is probably that like up until a certain point, they were still showing something resembling a concrete deliverable. Right. It was really only more toward like when the pandemic hit that all of a sudden they just went like radio silent. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting because uh, if you go back to the interviews and there's probably a hundred of them written and, and podcast, this dude came out making huge, ridiculous promises. They're going to make more games and ship more games than any company in history. Right. Uh, in Octo manufacturing, all that. Yeah. Octo manufacturing, all the fun buzzwords and such. And then he would he wouldn't show so much as as talk and do presentations at Pinball Expo. Sometimes they would like reveal here's what this game is going to look like. And from time to time, you would even get to see uh, a prototype, but it kept being failures. They had at least three or four failed launches. They were going to have five days of deep root. We didn't right, know what that right, meant. Right. Yeah, we but talked about time that after time. Bit, yeah. Time after time, these things got canceled. 
And we still know, okay, this is going on for years and years, but we're going to make Raza. That's going to be the first game. Oh, it didn't work out because X, Y, Z or the pandemic. And so they showed, they, but people started to catch on publicly too. There's a thread with 35,000 who knows how many posts lampooning the nonsense going back years. And that was actually the second thread because there was on Pinside that one with J-pop. So it's not like no one was skeptical at the beginning. Right. But the thing always was keeping people from talking out to share what's going on and spending lots, throwing lots of money around. So it's reasonable that people look, people got good paychecks for a while. For yeah, a couple of yeah. years, it was yeah, roses, yeah. even though they weren't producing anything. Eventually, when the paycheck stopped, that's when more people kind of like started uh, fleeing the ship. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we might as well then go from sort of, yeah, again, what has happened uh, that, that led into all of this, you know, litigation and sort of start to get into the meat of it here with, you know, like we know the government's going to try to get as much of the money back as possible, right? Like that's, that's kind of what the government does. And so let's track a little bit of what that has looked like so far, um, starting in March of 2022, this past March. So um, I'm just wondering, like, if there's anything specifically with, like, the filings, the creditor meetings, or anything like that that you want to talk a little bit about that you've been able to discover as a part of your research. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you mentioned before, and this was dating back, you said you talked about it a year ago, the SEC charges coming out. Almost immediately, there were mention of pending criminal charges Mm. or technically that a criminal uh, case had been opened. But people who kind of know this stuff are like, where's the criminal charges? This has been a long time to do it. So right now, as you mentioned, it's a civil case on the SEC side. And for a while, that was hot and heavy. It led to the bankruptcies. The bankruptcies weren't a part of the initial thing. That was, okay. the SEC is bringing down the hammer. Time to file bankruptcy for our 11 LLCs. By the way, not all of the LLCs. (laughs) There are even other ones that aren't included. And I don't understand why. What are your favorites? But it's still a bunch of LLCs. That's the crematorium. Wizard Mode Media LLC. Farewell Dinosaur Entertainment. What? Robot Dreams LLC. Yeah. There's more. There's a bunch. And the Sports and Entertainment, that's a great one. Yeah, for a while. I mean, I can tell you a bit about... a lot of stuff happened pre-pinball because the the investment stuff existed before that. The yeah, sports and entertainment yeah, yeah. happened before that and kind of like died on the vine, even though it, I guess it's technically still existing. Yeah, Robert wanted to bring like a semi-pro team, uh, soccer team to MLS, uh, oh, sorry, wow. to San Antonio. <laughs> and, uh, and he would sponsor it. They were sponsoring the Deep Root Cup was a thing. You can go on eBay, somebody bought a jersey <laughs> that's a soccer jersey. Because he wanted to be, look, I'll tell you a few things about Robert is that he wanted to be a big shot sure and he wasn't initially and when he came into money at some point it was like all right this is how it's supposed to be I'm going to show everybody how how big a deal I am I'm going to be a mogul in all these different ways you mentioned Deep Root Studios that was the wannabe Pixar outfit that he created in Utah where literally I've been told he decided how many employees to have there by asking, what is the Utah animation studio with the most number of employees? How many is that? And we'll have one more. So then I can say <laughs> we're the biggest one. And that one was eventually shut down, but not before they were fined by uh, the Department of Labor of Utah over a million dollars for like oh workplace like payment problems. But that one's gone. Yeah. We Wait. haven't seen any of the auctioning for that stuff, by the way. Right, um, right. Well, so, like, so that's that. There's still more question marks there. Yeah, and, and all that has gone to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> uh, I guess the question then, as well, is you know, with this litigation, one of the big pieces that people keep coming back to over and over again, because like again, there were all of these uh, 
assets that could be easily liquidated. Um, but one of the biggest pieces that is still sort of a question mark is these um, insurance policies. Can you talk a little bit more about like what these insurance policies is, what the deal is with them, uh, why sure. they were taken out, and like what the hell is going on? Yeah, I can I can cover some of that. And some of this will be breaking news Ooh. never yet before <laughs> That's right, folks at the Trinitaria, breaking news. <laughs> yeah, come over. Like, just give up on your ball in the middle. Like, <laughs> this is more important. Even though it's being recorded, don't you want to be able to tell people you were there when you heard it? Yeah. Okay. So just a quick overview of how this works. So the main, as the SEC alleges, I don't have the books. The books were apparently just a total nightmare, so I don't know if anyone has the books. But let's okay. just say we believe the SEC. Yeah. Most of the money of Deeproot obviously didn't come from pinball. These people who were investing, they were these were life insurance policies and they were trying to get this like reliable return on it. And all you gotta do is have these policies and pay the premiums on them. And then people, I mean, it's kind of morbid, but some people die yeah. and that's when then like they cash out and so, you get it. And that was the main model. And that's the mechanic that actually funded the Ponzi scheme itself was that like you have to keep getting more well, people in, but. Alleged. Sure, alleged. And by the way, it, I, I said this on another thing. Just pretend I say alleged before everything. Of course, yeah. of course. In case yeah. Robert's listening. Okay, so yes. yeah. So I think they said Ponzi-like scheme in the right. SEC filing. So, okay. But anyway, yes. So that's the idea is that that's where the money came from. Nobody wanted to invest in Deep Root Pinball. He actually in 2015 put out like an offer of share of stocks in Deep Root Pinball and just Deep Root Pinball and, and none were purchased. So zero dollars. So one could theorize that later when he put out uh, like, hey, you can invest in these investment funds, then they got like $60 million or whatever. But then they used so much of that money, upwards of $30, $40 million to fund pinball, even though people don't realize that's where much of their money was going. Because why would you think that? It said something about like, you know, most of this is for insurance, but we'll also invest in like great businesses, as you were suggesting before. Right, so right, one of the right. great businesses was pinball. Right, but okay. the, the point so of the insurance- those policies, Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, but the point of the insurance is that like you need to have enough money to pay out when someone dies. Like that's Yeah, that's, and you need to and if you don't pay the the regular premiums, yeah. then those insurance policies that are worth potentially millions, uh what happens to them is you lose them. And that yeah. happened a few times. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. And so this is a nightmare scenario because if he had just kept up with the payments then maybe more money would keep coming in. But for whatever reason, some of these major payments, like multi-million dollar policies were lost because the premiums weren't paid. Wait, because so it was a. am just now starting to understand what you're saying here. I thought you were saying that he had a life insurance company that other people were buying into. You're saying he's taking out life insurance policies on other people it, or? It, it's complex that we can get, no, okay. what you were saying was correct, okay. but basically the company was acquiring these assets, getting people to like sell their life insurance policies to be like, we'll give you some money now if you turn it over, oh. then you could buy shares. Oh, these you're selling the debt, okay. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you sell the oh. death, uh, but anyway. But if you don't pay those premiums, then those policies lapse, and right. then when the person dies, that's sad enough, but anything. also no yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah. And that happened a few times. So he was behind on these payments. I don't even remember where the hell we were talking about before. Well, but so I guess, this I guess, is where it's a, yeah, the, the question is, you know, so we, yeah, that's the situation, <clears throat> excuse me. That's the situation with these insurance payments. They're, they're in this weird state where like, that was supposed to be the engine that would drive the fund. It didn't work out you because, go. you know, eventually you run out of money when you're always, you know, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, is the, what is the status of these insurance policies right. now? 
Yes, that's what you wanted, yes. So what happened was some of these were lapsing after Robert's business was kind of like frozen by the SEC and all this kind of stuff. Then there were still payments that needed to be made, but nobody was making the payments. Mm -hmm. And I would say maybe the trustee of the bankruptcy uh, you know, uh, estate didn't have the records to know when they should pay or whatever. So additional policies were lost. So what happened was, <sighs> We've talked about where money's come back. Some of the money came back from the lovely auction that we covered there, but right. more money came back from selling the existing non-lapse policies and even selling the lapse policies because, and I don't know how it works, maybe you can convert that into something or other. Uh -huh. But as I understand it, okay, so what we've seen publicly is there were court filings that there was this new entity called Tuyo Holdings. And it was like, hey, we want to enter a stalking horse agreement. By the way, I didn't know anything about this before. Yeah, this I was like, board, this so is I'm not like gonna go very advanced, like financial so the short, instruments. The short, yeah, no, exactly. It's amazing what you learn. So the short version is this party to your holdings was like, hey, we want to buy those insurance policies and we'll even start making payments on them because we know if nobody does, they're not going to be worth anything. Here's our offer. Core. Do you approve this 30 days somebody else could apply to outbid us or whatever there was a court holding even this is also behind the scenes info the attorney for creditors that were trying to like say hey this is moving too fast like got in touch with me and asked for some of my research to include <laughs> in her court uh filing oh wow so pinside is entered as an exhibit Oh, into wow. the court documents. Oh, that's what's like up. Exhibit 15 of their filings. It's beautiful. It has shit posts. It has memes. It has <laughs> avatars. Pages and pages are in the official court documents, which is fantastic. Unfortunately, and I'm not a judge, you know, judge of uh, performance and lawyering. It didn't work out. It right. wasn't the greatest performance. And the court, the, the court was like, look, the trustee has no money to try to recoup other funds because Deep Root was a shit show. So we're going to approve this because somebody's offering us a million bucks, offering the state a million bucks, okay. and nobody else is. So then they were sold to Tuyo Holdings. So, what's, so the upside, what's the upside for this Tuyo Holdings company? What's the, what's the benefit of even having these policies at this point? Well, that I mean, if you pay the premiums, then it's basically what Deep Root business was before, when it happened for a while, and then fell off. Apparently, you can make money on this. So it's an yeah. investment. So you just sure. wait. You just wait for those people whose policies you bought to die, and then you cash that in. Yeah. So wait, it's so, like a reverse right, mortgage exactly. type thing. Sure, sure. Wait, who, who's, what people are these? Like, who, who needs to die oh, in order for this to work so out? So this is like ordinary. So what they're going is they're usually probably going to older people, right, who are still alive. And they're saying, hey, we can pay you this amount of your life insurance policy now. Because, hey, what, what's better than actually oh. getting your money now? We take that policy. We own that now. And we are paying into it now. You're not even in that debt anymore. And then we get kind of the money that's left Got over it. when you die. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So then what's the story with this uh, Tuyo Holdings? What's that all about? Well, okay, so that's I didn't know if we were like going too far, but like Tuyo isn't is a well, it's not an acronym. It's a it's a portmanteau of Tu and Yo, and uh, Yo is a lawyer in Texas named David Yost. He's oh. a lawyer guy. Whatever. The more interesting part is the two, which are the first two letters of Turner, which is Chris Turner, who is a name that some deep root fanatics are very familiar with. But Chris Turner ran Turner Logic, which was the kind of a web and software company that Robert worked with years before getting into pinball to do all okay. of his business sites, actually even do his deep root funds portal to make every kind of like computer thing. Robert was probably like, oh, it involves computers. These guys will do it. And 
But this guy, Chris Turner, who's the president of it, worked for four years or so on pinball stuff because they were hired to do all the software for Deep Root. And then when it went to shit, he goes, oh, he became aware of these assets. According, well, that's kind of spoiler, but according to him, <laughs> nobody was uh, actually like pursuing paying these things. They just kept lapsing. And he was interested in some of the Deep Root uh, IP, going back to that uh, Raza that we talked about earlier, the 16.5 Raza. And in going to the auction, he said, "What's the, so what's the deal with all the insurance stuff? And it sounds like there wasn't yet a plan for that. So he goes, oh, that's a shame if that stuff just like dies and, you know, like nothing happens with sure. it. He could get it potentially for pennies on a dollar, 25 okay. pennies on a dollar, which is what happened. And that's kind of an investment. And I guess also the idea of like, well, at least something comes of it rather than it just goes into the ether. So, right. uh, uh, Brian, I'm curious to hear at this point, like, you know, this is a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, where are you at? So, I, so <laughs> Turner, because when we talked about this last year, Turner's name did not come up. So he, he was in the deep lore of the Deep Root stuff. <laughs> and it turns out that he's actually much more important to all this operation. There's a lot of money kind of going between these two guys, between Mueller and Turner. He has emerged before maybe he was a support character or something, yeah. but in the in the novel that is Deep Root, the most interesting <laughs> yeah. chapter, it might even be a spin-off series, oh, is now better call Turner, Chris Turner. Okay. Yeah. There are a lot of things going on with Chris Turner. Like actually I'll be I'll I'll say you like hot and heavy for a while, the SEC filings, the right. bankruptcy stuff. It's really kind of slowed down. We don't know what's going on. We just go off the court documents. Mm -hmm. But boy howdy has the Chris Turner situation take it's the most it's the hot the new hotness in deep root. So we'll get to a bit more about Chris Turner in a moment then, but was there anything else that you wanted to clear up, Brian? Uh I think I'm following along as cool. well as anyone really could here. I guess I just have one more question uh, for our guest here, which is like, to what extent, based on everything that you've looked at, was there any real business here at all? Like, it, w w was it a real business? Like, people were getting paid and people were making stuff, but to what extent was it a real business versus like a customer acquisition play for this like Ponzi scheme with these insurance policies. Weirdly, the soccer team, that was the real business. <laughs> and they uh, rolled them all out in it pin was, pots. It, th this is my opinion, and people may differ. It was 100% a real business, but like terrible. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Because the Ponzi scheme customer acquisition, no. Like none of this benefited the insurance policy thing. It was just the Deep Root Pinball, the Deep Root Studios was just using up most of that money. Yeah. And you know, we've seen the auction. We've seen lots of stuff I've shared that people leaked to me of the insides of stuff. They were buying all sorts of like expensive machinery. It was the like, wrong machinery. Right. Like, right. Because right. the guys deciding yeah. it wasn't getting the right stuff. They were developing dozens of different games at once. They never finished any one, but they were doing yeah. it. You don't I don't understand when people say like, oh, it was a scam, like it was a front. This I don't know I think fronts are the opposite. Yeah. Where you pretend you're a laundromat, but this would be the equivalent of like you you're buying the hundred laundry machines or something, but then like you like don't know how to turn them on. Yeah. Right. Were, yeah. And there's the no reason you would invest like this and pay these <laughs> salaries to like trick people yeah or like you're trying you're to you're just incompetent you're like yeah. trying to open up a dry cleaner establishment but you only buy washing machines right yeah. it's like that kind yeah. of thing right there is no dry cleaning it's all like actual wet laundry right i mean what it sounds like <laughs> but you're like, trying yeah you want to dry clean yeah what what it sounds like to me is like you know the yeah the real ponzi case with uh ponzi himself or with bernie madoff they were just taking that money right they were just taking it 
Um, and here you have essentially the plot of Uncut Gems going on. Yeah. Where this guy's like, well, okay, but if you get me just like 20 more bucks, I'm going to put it into this team, and then I'm going to get 100 more bucks, and then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna crawl back. We're going to claw all this back. And maybe if he had been able to drag it out for five or six more years, it could have improved, or it could have gotten much, much worse. If only he'd had the gem. Yes. <laughs> but here we go. And yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think that's exactly it. I think as it, you know, we, it'd be hard to get into his mind, but he kept making horrible decisions to probably try to dig himself out of a yeah. hole, and yeah. his number one problem was that he thought he knew how to use a shovel, and everyone else was an idiot. Yeah. Right. And literally, one of these <laughs> conclusions is if, if any of us, and I don't think any of us have worked at, at pinball companies, maybe we're not even entrepreneurs, almost any other human with this amount of money, now let's not you know worry about that it was illegitimate, with these resources, with all this, we would have made pinball machines. Yeah. But it was this guy who right. this uniquely screwed everything up. Yeah, well, because it also bears repeating that like, there was a lot of really, and we talked about this that, like, when we were when we were preparing for this. There was a lot of really good talent that was yeah. working for this company, like really, really talented people. So I do have a question about one piece of terminology that we covered: octo manufacturing. What was that all about? <laughs> is that just sort of a what? What is that? What was that? What is manufacturing? Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Where did that come from? Oh well, yeah, no, I, I know. I can tell you a bit of the lore. I do like the idea okay. of that deep root lore. So octo was like Generation <laughs> Two. Because okay. the first was quad manufacturing. And oh, this was wow. Robert wow. was very fond, and some people think it was J-pop influence. If you look at like J-pop, would like his like uh, exciting magical terms too. Like yeah, all these other companies, Stern, they're stupid. You know, Jersey Jack, they don't know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. I'm a genius, and we're gonna like more manufacturing faster and cheaper than all these other companies that have manufactured things because we have these trade secrets they were so into trade secrets right I can't tell right. you what it is but it's called quad manufacturing <laughs> it's like, you know it, it's agile and it's lean and oh, it's I, like dynamic I shifting love whatever things that are is. agile and lean and paradigm shifting that is good to me. So he just took the word well, manufacturing and added numbers to it and was like, see, there's eight times as much. Well, initially four, but then yeah. <laughs> later in interviews, because he did this, you know, he would do a lot of this week in pinball interviews. Right. Uh -huh. You can go through in, in the Pinside thread, I documented like 60 bits of coverage from that. I don't know, maybe not 60, but it was a lot. But it was like he had to always outdo himself, probably right. because like stuff wasn't happening. So like, yes, here's the way I update you all. I say even more exciting stuff. So he said, forget quad manufacturing. Right. But we still know what it was. That shit is dead. Yeah. We're doing octo. It was like <laughs> a onion thing from like 12 years ago, which was oh, like yeah. the when the when the Mach three came out and it's like fuck it, we're doing five blades. But that actually came true. <laughs> and then they but did octo do five blades. Manufacturing hasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking it's about. It's also like, like it's also like in a Top Gun Maverick where Tom Cruise has to make the number get one bigger when he's flying in that like really really fast plane. As we said uh, in an earlier episode of this podcast, anytime Josh mentions Top Gun Maverick, take go a ahead shot. and take a drink. Yeah. Uh, so well, I was gonna say I only know references that are 15 years old, so I haven't seen that. But <laughs> I can but refer reference the original question. Top Gun as well if you'd prefer. This is the first movie Josh it, has seen in two in two years. <laughs> Shut the fuck and up. And so it's the only thing he could talk about. And like yeah. Yes, Josh, I've also seen things happen on a big screen in front of me in the dark. <laughs> I hear it's very macho. So yeah. maybe I should check it out. Yeah, yeah. like us, yeah, for sure. So Octo Octo was the next was two times better, mm -hmm. you know. And but we still didn't know what it was, but it was a whole idea is that we can like we be we could be like just have anyway, the answer we found out yeah. from behind the scenes things and then actually in person at the auction was this was just having kind of like a table 
uh, with some like hammers and like screws and whatever, mm. you know, I'm not a manufacturer guy, where you have like four or eight guys stand around yes! and put together a pinball yes! machine. It's literally uh, eight guys. Wait, I love wait. that. So it's the, he, he thought, oh yeah, we took the assembly line, which, which revolutionized manufacturing for the last 150 years, and we're going to take it away now. We're going to have just a yeah. team of craftsmen work on one single thing, doing multiple That's jobs awesome. on it. That's so good. I love that. It's the opposite of what it I It allows thinking. you to throttle in other verbs. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, I, I feel like this is a, as good of a time as any to sort of like... It, so much uh, uh, virtual ink has been spilled about Robert Mueller, you know? And it ultimately, at this point, until more concrete stuff comes out of the SEC investigation... There's honestly not a lot more to say about him. Like, you can go back and read that pinside thread for more funny stuff, obviously. Yeah. And, of course, the podcast Mueller, she wrote. That's right, Brian. Yeah. But what I'd like to do next is uh, start talking a bit about Chris Turner, who, yeah. who, who you had mentioned. So this guy has been getting a lot of attention as a result of all of this, due in, fact, uh, due, due in part to the fact that, yeah, he bought up a lot of the stuff, including that Raza prototype that we mentioned earlier, hmm. uh, and, and the insurance policies. So... What's this guy's deal? Like, where did he come from and what is he trying to do? Great questions. You guys are great interviewers. So, Chris Thank Turner. Thank you. <laughs> this was a name that we, that some of us had seen for a while, but it was the big question mark. Like, I can tell you straight up, um, I never reached out to uh, Deep Root employees or contractors or whatever, but in uh -huh. the course of my posting, like, seven or eight of them contacted me. But I never heard anyone from Turner Logic, which was, again, the company mm. that previously did all of Robert's computery things, but then mm -hmm. also, without having ever done programming, was hired to do all of the software for all of the games. And there's an old interview from 2018 where it's like, oh yeah, I'll just have my guys who do the website do it. So we didn't, he was a big question mark, um, but he was obviously involved. He was one of the guys who was actually there at the beginning. Like when they started with the pinball thing, from my sources, it was Robert, J-Pop, Turner and like one or two other guys. And again, you but said it was Turner mostly on the software side. Like he was a hundred percent. Okay. Only software. Okay. But they had a long history of working together, but we didn't know his deal. We just, we thought it was funny. Oh, these guys who make websites or whatever, they're going to yeah. do all the whole thing. But we never really got to see much of the software, right? Because like there were some streams or whatever, but you know, we couldn't really see. So Turner had a front row seat to the entire Deep Root pinball fiasco. And so after it all came crashing down, there was, uh, you know, all the websites went away. They started getting deleted. One day, because I had set up um, uh, notifications, like you can have websites that'll right, tell you, right, right. you can track when websites get updated. So one day I got an update at, after months of Deep Root Pinball being off that like it was back online and it was just the Deep Root logo. And there was like a encoded message. And it was like something interesting coming to right. I posted to the thread. I'm like, what, what is this deal? And um, and then that kicked off a I think it was like a nine week sort of like alternate reality puzzle game. Oh, which and you could just go to the Turner, which I don't I felt like the entire deeper thing has been an alternate reality game. in a <laughs> yeah. sense. But this was like very specifically that like, what is this about? Each week there'd be a new code and there was a word search. Right. We were trying to figure out like who what is doing this now? My theory 100 percent initially was like this got to be Chris Turner because we knew already that he bought every, um, ex well, all the expensive things he could get from the auction related right. to the pinball. He bought the Raza, he bought the other Raza, he bought the food truck, he bought like other cabs or something. Yeah. So he's obviously so interested. Then through court filings, I saw that he was trying, inquiring about buying Deep Roots pinball IP. Oh, okay. okay? He, also, he also bought the insurance policies, but we were like, what's the deal with that? 
And so we were that, like, this is probably him. So, pre- quick point of clarification on that. The Deep Root Pinball IP itself, like the brand and everything, does he also own that now? Well, I can get to that. I mean, I can tell you now, or I can, well, anyway, the answer is not clear. He's, I oh. think he's still trying to get it. And that's okay. not, and by the way, he's not interested necessarily in like the butt plug logo. They changed their <laughs> logo, but like, come the on, man, look at these brand. t-shirts. They're great. No, I know. Oh, no. Yeah. Somebody sent me a, a, a Raza one, some way nice. back, but like, he's more interested in, he made all this software, his team, not just him. So he yeah. has this company and he got he was involved in for four years or whatever it is in this pinball stuff that all crashed and burned. And so he caught the pinball bug in the course of this, but we don't know that yet because who the heck is Chris Turner? He doesn't publicly do anything or something like that. So yeah, so he, we knew that. So it was like, oh, so probably, but we recognized anyone could have bought that that domain. I was posting, hey, it's available. Who wants to bid on it? So it could have been somebody on Pinside screwing with us. Could have been somebody off of Pinside. Because it was very, very clear that this success at Puzzle thing the only audience was Pinside because there were different people. To be honest, man, kind of I, I, I actually have it. a pretty high degree of confidence that the audience was you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was. Well, I can tell you why it wasn't because I okay. didn't solve it. And I was also like, shit, I don't know what this is. Oh, OK. There were some other people in the thread who did. And the reason we know that is because after the it was solved, there were like multi stages. Then it was a new countdown. It was like 10 days right. until we reveal the prize what that person won and what the whole deal was. And when that happened, it redirected to Turner Pinball, Got it. which is a new entity. And it was a video of, oh, of Chris Turner yeah. interviewing oh, the yes. puzzle solver. What's that? Oh, I'm just saying, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> Wait, so hold so on. We have yeah, a no, new no. pinball New guy, new guy Coming confirmed. Coming from the ashes. That's right. Oh, yes. Wait, so hold on. The, the video was, was, was him, was Chris Turner interviewing this other guy being like congratulations on solving my riddles three. <laughs> oh, riddles nine but i mean riddles one but 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 nine nine weeks by the way i'm sorry if it wasn't nine weeks but it was something like that but yeah nano no, manufacturing one was like one was interviewing this guy uh, i think his 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 username was serif and he explained okay. how he solved it and he he like cryptology and all this kind of stuff i didn't understand uh-huh. it was like cool i thought it was like yeah good job or whatever and his prize for doing it was because it said there'd be a legit prize was like a uh, Raza backlash and and if you looked at it like they have a different design it's curvy mm-hmm. and whatever there's not too many of these so that's like a good prize if sure. you care about that stuff so he interviewed to talk about the puzzle but then Chris Turner also used this video to introduce himself and some of his intentions to the community okay. because he knows and I bear a lot of responsibility for this that people are very skeptical of Chris Turner. Well, and the reason I, I bear yeah, responsibility, I could, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's not a, like, it's not unreasonable uh, to have some pretty serious doubts and concerns given, you know, the poor track record of the previous company and the fact that he was in there on the ground floor. Like, that. that is inherently, as the kids say, sus. He is imposter. Totally. But pinball is easy. It is. Yeah. Well, no, that's reasonable. <laughs> and there are a few other things about it, too. Now, he was a big question mark because unlike maybe the other people involved, oh, Steve Bowden, uh, Barry Ausler, John Norris, John Pop, well, John Pop, whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dennis yeah, Norman, yeah, yeah. people we know, people are like, oh, those people got fucked over. That right. sucks. They went right. to hire there and it was a shit show. Chris Turner, we don't know who this guy is. Right. And in, when he was doing that kind of suspicious seeming, uh, I want these insurance policies and he was the guy initiating, it's like, how does this uh, software guy want to pursue buying uh, insurance policies? 
and he designed the Deep Root Funds pre-pinball like websites for customers to interact with it. Does this guy have inside knowledge? You know, mm -hmm. like is he leveraging that to like rush because with like a 30-day window, I'm gonna buy this. No one else felt like they had enough information, so guess what? He got to buy it at 25% cost. Yeah, that's a reason that's like, oh, that is sus. And and then and and then the other part about it is, look, you're launching your new. I want to introduce myself to the community on the domain of right. I don't know. I'm not a historian. The worst pinball disaster in history. Yeah, and, right, and, right, and then right. coming on and say, I'm not. This isn't about Deep Root 2.0. He was very clear about that. Um, it was just because that domain was available and people were interested there. So I'm not trying to make Deep Root 2.0. This is Turner Pinball. Right. But people were skeptical because the the one last thing I'll add is. So I was finding connections that in the court filings, it felt to me like it wasn't telling the full story mm. of Turner's uh, involvement with Robert over the years. Can, can you elaborate filings. on that a little bit? Yeah, 100%. For wanting to buy the insurance policies, he described, you have to disclose, is there any connection? It's like, our, you know, uh, our company was a contractor for, not the defendant or whatever, the party for some services. And I was like, shit, that's accurate, but you could be like, true without telling the whole story right for years he occupied he he their company worked out of the deep root headquarters and then when they moved headquarters they worked out of it they used the same address um oh, as wow. as the address for deep root as their address and he did everything uh basically that robert you know wanted for people plus was hired to do all of their software so i think it was like this doesn't feel like totally coming uh being forthright but that might have been a lawyer thing that says you know this is technically accurate or whatever but i was posting those things and then that's how i got involved in the lawyer contacting okay. me be like sure give me all the information you have about turner again i'd never interacted with the guy though so, so this was just based off the internet yeah so turner okay it's the big reveal turner pinball it's a new company you're right 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 yeah. Turner, and he says and i'll just give you what he said publicly and then i can tell you other stuff sure so Chris Turner comes out and he goes, hey, I want to, I, I got to know pinball by working on this for years, which mm -hmm. makes sense. And I got the bug. I'm well, a guy right. who and is into the. In that That's that's plausible. Like, you know, pinball, the pinball bug is a thing. Like I am currently oh. in a room surrounded by other nerds like me who got the pinball bug at some point in their life. And some of them are even looking at me right now and saying with their eyes, how dare you call me a nerd? To which I say. I know you, I see you, you are like me. 100%. And Chris Turner, if you, you were there, so intense. you would <laughs> call him a nerd. Um, so yeah, so, so Turner, he particularly likes the intersection of the physical with uh, software. And that's like, okay. pinball's a great deal. Sure. Yeah. He, has, he has some background that people haven't, you know, don't know that he was like, worked at um, Lockheed Martin for years and was oh, like, wow. running their robotics, like amateur conductor. He's I mean, like a that would, that would explain where he got stuff. the money to buy up yeah. all this IP. I mean, Lockheed well, is crazy. Wow. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. But he has other interests beyond just what you see on the, the website, you sure, know, right, like right. for their, their products or something. But anyway, he got the bug. He had a front seat to like this disaster, but he and his team spent years and years building this stuff. And it was a shame of what happened. He'll say that it was like right. very sad. And I've heard this from so many deep root employees, like the potential, what could have been all this money, all this talent to produce nothing. Yeah. And so he decided, I do want to, I want to try to continue with this in a business way, but I'm not going to be deep root um, uh, 2.0. The reason he was trying to acquire the assets per him, it, the IP and all that, is because his team developed all that software. And then if 
apparently if it would uh, it would re if nobody else claimed it because by the way we can see from the trustee there was an auction there's no public thing that's like hey do you want to buy the deep root assets or whatever right. we only found out that he was trying to get it through the filings of like him directly inquiring but his idea is if i want to do something with this but somebody else gets it then what if it's like i did all this work but now i can't utilize it in new ways which seems pretty reasonable to yeah me. i mean but that, he doesn't that, want to make in, oh sorry. no i was gonna say that that makes some sense and that is plausible i guess for me the thing that i get stuck on is like why then also bother with all of the other sort of like it's one thing to buy up a number of assets and an amount of intellectual property and say, like, you know, I'm going to try to take this. I'm going to try to open source this. I'm going to try to, like, you know, do something and, and, and make sure that this is preserved for the historical record. Because I know, you know, one of the things that happened is, and, and you were telling me about this, is that uh, it turns out that, like, there were a bunch of documents uh, from DeepRoot that only lived in the cloud, and they stopped paying for their cloud storage bill. And then so, boom, just that stuff gone, just like that. Holy and, shit. And, and so for the historical record, it makes sense to want to save all that stuff. Yeah. And it may even make sense to want to start a new company. But why then would you also like buy up these insurance policies and stuff like that? That feels weird to me. Well, that's where the money is. That's like the core mm. of what all of this is. Sure, sure. So like that's, yeah, so I can uh, I can so that's one of the things I can kind of it, yeah like Brian was saying now by the way so it's kind of like spoiled or whatever at first I was going to say here's what turns it publicly so I'll just share that sure. I had reached out after the Deep Root Pinball website said something interesting coming months ago yeah and I wrote to Chris Turner I never reached out to him or anyone and I said hey is this got something to do with you like I don't know if you know but like I'm interested in this and it'd be great to talk and he responded pretty quickly hmm. and he said oh, you know, I'm not comfortable, like, speaking to this or whatever. Um, also, who are you? Like, not who are you, but, like, why would I share this information <laughs> with you or something like that, which is, is reasonable. Yeah, because yeah. I cost this, I'm sure I cost this guy money by virtue of my stuff leading to the extra court hearings and stuff when I was saying, look at this. But I think, and something I'll say about Chris is, like, never once did I, I sense any animus that I cost him, like, however many billable hours um, extra lawsuit stuff because it was reasonable what I was doing. I was like, they use sure. their uh, the same headquarters as Deep Root. So he said, I'm not really interested, but I'd, I'd, I'd be open to talking to you maybe later. Once the problem was solved and then it became the new countdown, I wrote back, so that was like nine weeks later. I said, oh, hey, I saw that, like anything else. And so he said, oh, maybe I'll talk to you. And we had a call the week before it was all this was revealed. I talked to him for two and a half hours. Oh wow! And I had never met. Yeah, yeah. I never met this guy before. Okay. And so what was your read on him? Immediately. Oh yeah, exactly. He is the opposite of Robert Mueller, which, regardless of if he can make a successful pinball company, is great to me because one of the reasons I got into this is because. You know, Robert's a person, so I don't want to like be too mean or whatever. But like most of things about him are things I don't like in people. Yeah. He was like a braggart. He talks shit about everybody. He like makes promises he can't you know keep. He like allegedly defrauded lots of people. Right. Yeah. He wasted all this like opportunity. Blah blah blah. So Chris Turner, and he's like uh, braggadocious and all this stuff. So Chris Turner is, if he's acting, he's a very good acting and actor, and he's like a sociopath because he is like. Somebody described it as like Mr. Rogers' voice in, his, in the video, but he's like, he's very uh, calm and uh, and and seemingly genuine and earnest, and he is not saying the stuff Robert did. He explained to me, he's like, look, 
I want to like explore this, but if it doesn't make financial sense after exploring it, then I won't do it. You know, like not, yeah. I'm going to yeah, make yeah. the most pinball machines there have ever been or something. Right. And I worked a long time on this and it became special to me. And I think it would, it's a tragedy that nothing ever comes of it. And I'm very, in, I have different business uh, ventures and I'm very interested in making things. And I think it would be really neat because I have lots of ideas. I've been working on it for four years mm -hmm. to try to do it. And without saying it, because that's the thing, he will not talk shit about Robert or anything else. He's the kind of like a contractor, like you're the way you're supposed to be. Obviously, Robert has to be like one of the worst clients there ever is. I mean, <laughs> oh he God, yeah. He charge most people. But he won't say, he doesn't want to air out dirty laundry, which I respect. So basically yeah. all these things add up. And then he's talking about, I don't want to make Raza. What I wanted to do is get it and release it under a non-commercial license because I know there are still people interested in hmm. homebrewing it and then they could do that. I don't want it, I want it to be non-commercial so somebody doesn't take all this work and start you know, scamming or selling people or like that. So all these things added up to me is like, all right, I kind of like this guy. Yeah. And the reason why he's so connected to Deep Root and, and why, even though I think he could he was he wanted to talk to me too because maybe i could give him some insights on like how the pinball community would receive him yeah, and i tried to communicate yeah. that it's like badly yeah because yeah. Yeah. everyone thinks you're the new villain or something well and i think and to, to be, be to be fair frame stuff. yeah to be fair like all of that stuff with like the we're gonna go through the it was like basically another what nine days of deep root or something like that like it's it's, it's just stirring oh, up yeah. memories of the most annoying marketing strategies in the history of time well, that's the thing. Like some people were into it, but the good news is like, I don't know that the whole world, I think Pinside Thread uh -huh. paid attention to this, but most people didn't. But sure. I will admit that lots of people were like, F this guy, right. go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to hear about you. You don't want to bring it because he wants to, he actually wants to interact with the public and like, and the community and learn from them and stuff. And I was kind of like, you want to, that's cool, but you want to kind of balance like, I want to learn what you all are interested in versus I actually have some concepts myself and it's not just like, let's crowdsource what I should do with a pinball company because right. they'd be like, why are you doing this or whatever? So now, how does the insurance policy is, fit into that? Oh, well, that's the thing. He hasn't responded to that because he did a follow-up video. Okay. And this was, I mean, maybe he would have done anyway, but I'll just say it was my recommendation that in the thread, there were lots of things where it's like, he's in cahoots with Robert. Right. He's going to get J-pop involved. He's trying to sell Raza, all this kind of stuff. And I knew from our conversation, at least for him, is not the case. So I was like, it would be good to kind of answer some of the major questions that people are saying. And again, this is just based on, I don't know it. I'm, I'm not going to go buy a Turner pinball. Thing. I only own one pinball machine ever. Which like, one? I'm not anti this guy, Godzilla. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I know some people are be like, oh, pro or whatever. But like, I'm not, I'm not. Robert Mueller, all right? <laughs> so, anyway, so this guy is like, I want to explore this thing. I have a talented team. We're not going to dedicate our whole lives to this. We're going to get into it. It's not going to be quick. I don't know when I possibly might have a machine. And some people are like, well, just contract it to American. Actually, I suggested that too. I'm like, manufacturing is hard. Why do that? And he goes, well, I'm not doing this because I want to just make money, though he does want to treat it as a business. And uh, how can I make money in pinball? It's because he's into the idea of making games. So, sure. like, yeah, you could just hire other people to do it. But then, like, whatever. They, then, then why do it if what you want to do it because you're into creating well, with pinball? Yeah, I guess, I guess that, that, to be honest, though, on some level, that also scares me a bit. Because, like, you know, Brian and I come from a theater background. 
And the sheer, (laughs) Brian can tell you some absolute horror (laughs) stories about very creative people who weren't able to get the uh, thing made, or, yeah. or to the extent that they were oh, yeah. able to get it made, it got up on its feet and it was a shit show, you know? Yeah. So that that's, I, what do you say to sort of that, I guess, criticism or, or potential Yeah, well then, then, oh, maybe he'll, maybe he'll fail, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever. The thing I'm trying to communicate, at least from my perspective, is it's weird that he's the perceived villain where every other person other than Robert and J-Pop involved in Deep Root is, is seen as a victim. They're like, oh, it sucks what happened to them. They were there for years at this company. It was a disaster. This guy was there for years at the company, and he views it as like, this is a tragedy. We could have made something. We spent years working on this. So I don't know why this guy, I mean, I get why, because the mystery around like whatever and the insurance policies or something, but just from the perspective of this guy wants to figure out if he could do something in Pimple. Like he said in the video, if you don't want to hear from me until I have something, don't subscribe to his YouTube channel. It's not like it's got tons of subscribers or whatever. Sure. But like, that's the thing. If you're not interested in participating in a conversation with him, and I was doing a mm-hmm. finger quotes there, right. then you don't have to. So like, yeah, maybe he won't succeed. But at least this guy is like, doesn't seem like a shit bag, doesn't talk bad about people who, that's all we do is talk bad about these people. <laughs> right. Like, is respectful <laughs> of realizing that Deep Root was a disaster, but maybe yeah. he only knows pinball since Deep Root, right? And so I think that's the problem with some of the, how he would be he's kind of surprised at how anti the community is and i'm like you don't know go listen to the the worst of all possible worlds <laughs> deep root volume one yeah from zidware this is a decade of j-pop yeah. stuff right yeah so that's why i wanted to like i'm not trying to be like chris turner is the be all end all but i'm like i'm glad if this is a guy who actually wants to like you know, responsibly investigate this stuff to like offer some perspective to it and i don't have a reason to like hate this guy or whatever he seems sure. very likable and uh interesting you know honestly so brian i'm curious to hear you know because you come at this from very much the outside perspective yeah. what are your thoughts on i this? mean i was just thinking about the the zidware stuff yeah they did eventually ship some sure they did eventually ship some machines right so well zidware themselves well, right, not zidware right right but like the sort of the last i mean it's kind of sounds like a similar situation right someone came in and kind of rescued it and then right american pinball in that case was able to yeah but, but no like just to uh, correct the record like yeah this was to comply with probably trying not to get and he was john papaduke was brought into personal bankruptcy they right. shipped machines right. that didn't work they, yeah. they shipped machines that were like the flipper buttons oh, oh i know engage, I, where there yeah. were ramp- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that's kind of what this sounds like it's going to be is it's going to be like well, well they're going to ship a couple of things and they're not going to work great and it's going to move on right but uh, yeah, who knows I mean so this is all very much up in the air but, and, and in this well, case there's also more games that are in progress right there's like more than one well no like explicitly there. he doesn't want to make Raza and yeah. he is not necessarily pers- he actually isn't like mostly interested in doing deep root games whatsoever sure okay. because he bought lots of the play fields like that were designed by some luminary pinball you know people he's yeah. like well maybe we would use elements of that but like no the plan isn't i'm going to make deep root games explicitly that's not the plan okay. he just didn't say there's no way that because maybe you make food chart or something but that's not the objective of so, doing it he wants the the software and the and the stuff that he was worked on but to, to make turner pinball games but i don't know years from now but sure yeah, sure yeah. so so in terms of raza then and the status of that game the idea there at least according to him is that 
he wants to get as much of that IP as possible for the sake of the historical record. He wants to open source the project and then just like, you know, out of his hands at that point. If somebody wants to go for it, good. That's basically the idea there. Well, I don't know open source, but one of those licenses, but non-commercial. Right. Like, release okay. the assets. Because stuff he, stuff he told me was like, you mentioned, by the way, and that was the thing. Yeah. The deletion of the like the actual like design files right. or whatever. This is nuts. Right. They're just gone. Like almost all the, and that's yeah. why he bought the physical assets. Yeah. Because almost all of the actual design stuff is gone. So if anyone and there are people on the pin side thread who are buying the schematics and buying they want to make their own stuff. If you want to have like any chance of doing it, preserve what you can, but that is his objective yeah. to release it. He doesn't want to make Raza. Per him, he's never gonna make Raza. And he's also like I guess investing time and money in it and then going like, oh, and everyone hates me or whatever. But regardless, I told yeah. him, do what you want to do because like that's what you want to do, not because of how people react to it. Is you know? there and much of a like, homebrew yeah, scene uh, in, in the oh, pinball Oh, in pinball, world? 100%. Okay. So people, other, other projects have done this where the software has... Well, homebrew <laughs> okay. is usually like you come up with your own deal. That's why this right. might be a little yeah, special yeah. where it's like, but there are people who went to the auction and bought every single thing they could about Deep Root. And then I talk to them and they go, I'm getting together the parts. There's different people who have different elements. We're going to try to figure <laughs> out shit. how we can like it for whatever reason, for yeah. good or bad. Yeah. Right. People, there are people who still want to make this stupid, bad game <laughs> that's been in development since 2011. But it's our stupid, bad game, goddammit. Right, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. They can they can do what they want, but like for whatever reason, some people don't want to give up the goat. And so yeah. to me, it's like if Turner's willing to like give the assets out, then great. I don't think I wouldn't spend time on making this. I think the game sucks to begin. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Sure. It's not the worst, but like retro atomic zombie, like why? Why would anyone want that to begin with? Yeah, I, I mean, the theme alone is just a mess. That's too many things in one theme. Uh, you got robots, <laughs> yeah. you got atoms, you got zombies, and you've got adventure. Uh, land. So land. it's like a theme park. Yeah. But, and none of that shows up anywhere in, in any of the pictures of anything no. I've seen. No. So. Um, well, I, that, that's all, you know, I, I guess another question that I have uh, based on all this then is... I don't know. Let, let's let's say, just for the sake of again, for for the sake of uh, uh, raising, why is my brain not working? Raising right awareness. Now? Raising awareness. Uh, playing 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 the counterpoint. Right. Devil's yeah. advocate. <laughs> um, what do you think is like? Just and this, I'm just going to ask you to speculate. Right. If to the extent that you're willing, what do you think is like the best <laughs> case scenario here, and what do you think is the worst case scenario here? For what? Just for, for the, Turner? Just for Turner and, like, where all of this is now. Like, when we look forward to the future of... To the extent that we can get anything out of Deep Root now, right? Because, like, this has been an ongoing saga, like you yeah. said. There have been so many moving pieces, and this all has to land somewhere. What do you think are sort of the boundaries for where it could end up landing? And where, ultimately, do you think it's going to end up, based on the research that you've done? Uh -oh. Oh, Lord. I don't, I mean, like, when you say, like, the best case word, then I could just have a flippant answer or whatever. You know, shoes that will drop or have to. Is Robert going to end up in jail? I don't know. That might take years. That's right. an interesting one. Yeah. You know, what's going to go on? This guy in the filings, I don't even know how he's still operating because he had to, like, petition for an allowance because he didn't have any income. And that ran oh. out, I think, in February. Oh, so man. I don't even know what he's doing. Well, because they froze all of his accounts. Right, like right, right. Look, huh. he's in bad space. Like, this guy did a lot of shitty things, but it's gotta suck, especially when you have so much tied up in your identity of like, I'm a big shot, and, right. then, and then this happens, you know? 
Like, so I feel for the guy, even though lots of alleged bad things. Turner, well, whatever. The best case, it becomes the biggest new pinball company ever. What, I don't know. I mean, right, that's right. like the worst case is it crashes and burns. But <laughs> I would be interested in seeing yeah. what he does. But I don't think he's anything imminent is coming. And maybe I'll talk to him after this and see, like, oh, what do you think that I say about that? Yeah. But I, I think it would be great if there's a guy who, and I won't go into, you know, like the bona fides or whatever. He hasn't done like pinball manufacture, but he seems like kind of a capable guy. And, and the thing is, you don't have to be a super genius to like be better than Robert. Now we see lots <laughs> yeah. of other crazy com- companies yeah. that, that are, you know, terrible, but like, could he make some kind of pinball thing in some years? I think so, but like, it's hard, right? We know that, so it'll be yeah. interesting to find out. Actually, um, it's it easy. Would be great. I, yeah. I was told that by a very right. wise man once. <laughs> and, then, and then other pinball companies, look, they'll never stop with these kind of like silly ones. Like it's the only threads I'm in on pinball, pinside. If you look at Ballarama, if you look at uh, mm. uh, Pinball Adventures, AKA yeah. like Punny Factory and their 15 other titles, <laughs> even this like homebrew one, shout out, to Great Witch John from Halifax, who I think I want nothing but the best for this guy who's trying to make trailer trash pinball like by in six months. And it was supposed to be Trailer Park, Park Boys and it's oh, being yeah. funded by Iceman who's in Detroit. It's just like, <laughs> this will keep happening. Right. But what I what I told to, what I, what I recommended to Chris is like, he's in San Antonio. You know who else is like by there? Like Multimorphic. You know who's a guy who's like a maker and who actually like did it the right way of actual innovation, unlike Deep Root and actually making product? It's Jerry. I'm like, talk to Jerry and see like what advice it is or talk to Charlie from Spooky or talk to people who did it the right way of being a small company that did something rather than what Robert did was alienate the entire pinball industry and tell them they're terrible or whatever. So I think, I don't know, I'm not a pinball insider, but I think there are folks who would share knowledge and don't view it as like, cutthroat existential threat like i can't like help you figure out this the right way if you're actually like a a quality person and i don't know turner strikes me well um even if he like people make fun of his like the hair on his arms and like the way he talks and the plant in the background of his video or whatever you know whatever i don't focus on that so much i i'm I'm interested to see what happens but yeah i'm not this is not my like he's gonna be the the next uh whatever the you know he's not gonna be the next robert but will he be the next charlie emery no idea. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, because this might be, I might be done with Blueberry Johnson. That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to um, ask, like, oh, what okay, is cool. next for the infamous <laughs> Blueberry Johnson? The, the doctor the, himself. The pinside gadfly doctor. that we know and love so well. Yeah. Well, the doctor, again, as I mentioned, is only because when Blueberry Johnson was already claimed as a username on other things, so I had to throw in a doctor. And That's a good credential it. to have. Yeah. Why hey, not? Oh, 100%. But um, yeah, no, look, I, this is weird. This whole shit's weird. I never meant to get involved in this stuff and I don't want to be, there's people who want to dox me is why we don't put my video on this because I don't know why they're like, who's this guy? I, the reason I got into the deeper stuff initially is because these people like at the company were like, we want to speak the truth about what's going on, but we don't have a means to do it. That doesn't really exist anymore. We know most of the story. I mean, there is more and there's other stuff I know, but I'm not going to share or whatever, but we kind of know enough about what happened there. And other people can can read Pacer, which is where you see like court filings and stuff. I don't yeah. need to. I'd like to probably get out of the deeper uh, game. Sure. And like maybe the next time there's a New York City pinball championship that they'll be like, I can go and put on the because, uh, you know, Levy said I could come out and I'm like, uh, well, one, I hope you all don't get COVID. 
But like, I'm not so ready for that. But like, put on the red jacket and like commentate, because I don't want to be this blueberry guy. I feel Uh, that even though it's I like the afro and stuff. So what's next? I don't know. This might be the end of my like uh, big like reveals because it doesn't need to happen anymore. But if it is, I wanted to shout out a few bullet point exclusives for the worst of all possible. Like a few other tidbits. (laughs) You hear that tournament area? (laughs) These are some exclusives from Blueberry Johnson (laughs) with regard to Deep Root Pinball. Like two people looked over here. (laughs) Yeah, quivering and anticipation. Okay, so just a few little items in case it is. So we all know uh, Robert wanted to make like 20 different games and we've seen all the titles and and they were the ones that were announced and then we found out about other ones like the Lucha Libre game and stuff. So one other title that's never been publicly disclosed, which I saw, is uh, Men in Black Alien Crisis. (laughs) What? Right. I didn't know what that was either, but I Googled it and I know what Men in Black is. The movie, yeah, but yeah. this was like a video game. Yeah, Will Sometimes. Smith. So it's classic. I don't yeah. know if Tommy Lee Jones, this game right? was a video game, specifically the Alien Crisis. I don't know what it was, but you know, I sent you some images if you posted or something of like they had done like pre pro like art promotion stuff for it. Yes. Did they have the license? What was it gonna be? I got no idea. I'll tell you what, let me I'm gonna go ahead and see another. if I can grab that and put it up on the big screen real quick. The uh the, right. the, the imagery about Here that. come the men in black. Here they come. The Galaxy Defenders? Is that the line? What's the line? Here comes Bienvenido a Miami, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull that up. What, what else? Okay. What else? Well, there was the misconception uh, that the games that Chris Turner bought at Deep Root at, uh, auction have been stripped, that the computers have been removed, that Raza didn't work. Um, there wasn't actually a computer in there, and they do work. And so he oh, got it running. Oh. So Raza is running. Not just that, ex- you know, put in so the Jamaican air So it's not just it's not just a box of bulbs. It's it's like there's actually something there. Oh yeah, you can play it. And and this is Jamaican air horn. If you do post, <laughs> food truck runs too. Uh huh. So food food truck is the game that was going to come after Raza. And right. through almost like meme culture thing, where initially it's like. Food truck, that's like the dumbest theme I've ever heard of ever. Lampooned. <laughs> Eventually, the narrative shifted to be like, wow, I'm really excited about uh, Food Truck. Uh-huh. And yeah. that's, it, was Barry, it was designed by Barry Ausler, right. rest in peace, who unfortunately passed. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like, people were interested in it. And when I talked to Deep Root people, that was one of the games that like, they thought was like, actually interesting, good design. The software wasn't as far along as Raza, but I think Chris told me it was like more than 50%. It flips, huh. it has modes and stuff, and it has a lot of the very expensive Utah-produced animation. Oh, that's interesting. Honestly incredible. Yeah, yeah. So wow. what happens with Food Truck? I don't know, but that game actually was further along than people realized, and, and Chris Turner has it up and running. Wow. Interesting. Anything else? Yeah. Ah, uh, there's probably other things, but those those, those are the are ones, good ones I noted. In yeah. case we didn't, uh, I did want uh, to I did want to just pull this up, this oh, image, yeah. because it's just so funny to me. Um, and this is the image that has a guy, and he's playing pinball. And this was, I think, on a whiteboard in yeah. uh, Deep Root HQ here. This man is playing, and the, the he's, he's got his hair is like really like whoo, it's like whooshed back. And the pinball machine is going ping, ding, 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 and he's go, and he's saying raw. And uh, anti-Stern, I yeah. guess. Uh, I just this guy looks like Johnny Five Aces. <laughs> uh, if anybody here is, is a something awful goon, you the, will remember that one. The pinball machine has just the Grim Reaper in flames yes, on it. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, it's good to know that, like, in spite of it all, 
the pinball bug lives on, I guess. But it's a double yeah. side. It's a double edged sword too, right? Like it's a double edged bug. It is a double edged bug. Uh, it, it it holds a lot of potential, but at the same time, uh, a lot of people have made a lot of really really stupid decisions as a result of this hobby, and probably will continue to. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to to add to plug, just to say in general before we're done? Here? Oh, yeah. No, I mean that's the thing. It's like you can avoid. Uh, as a customer, not getting screwed over by just not sending your money to companies yes. that yeah. haven't like yes. put out games, even companies that have. If you don't want to be stressed about that, just please don't. Yes. Um, and then you could just follow along for the adventure. Yeah. And if you're, you know, in want to get into the industry, you know, do your due diligence about mm-hmm. who's hiring you and such. Not that I'm, bl- I'm literally not blaming the folks because. This guy was offering great salaries yes. initially yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I do talk to some people also that were there from the beginning and then decided to get out because they go, none of this makes sense. Yeah. We're changing everything every day. This isn't working. But, yeah. you know, I, I got I got lots of love for everybody who was negatively impacted by this whole deep root thing. And, and hopefully because of podcasts like this, people can learn some lessons and, and maybe the next disaster will be less disastrous. That's yeah. certainly what we hope for. So don't put your money into speculative pinball investments. Put it into the worst of all possible worlds. That's Patreon. right. Patreon.com slash worst of all. <laughs> for only $5 a month at patreon.com slash worst of all, you too can be one of our patrons. A mere $5 a month gets you access to bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool stuff. Blueberry Johnson, thank you so much thank for you. you know yeah. coming on the show, gracing us with your presence. We This has been a ton of fun. Uh, and yeah, I, that's really... Uh, any any final closing thoughts, closing words, last last wisdoms? No, yeah, no, no. I don't have too many of those, but yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. It was fun. I hope uh, everybody there uh, rocks out. I love watching the whatever the acronym is for this uh, show, Twa-wap. and I'm serious Twa-wap. about that. So I'm gonna go <laughs> tune in right after this. Nice. But, Hell yeah, man. Uh, see ya. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, I have a last statement. Please do. So. The dream of Deep Root Pinball mm. may be dead. Mm. But as we know, if you're buying up people's life insurance policies, death can be a boon for your business. <laughs> and we aren't buying up life insurance policies. But maybe we did get that Deep Root crematorium <laughs> in the form of content. And that is truly the greatest prize of all. I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. And I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. Have a blessed evening. Bye. <laughs> okay, let's stop with that. Thank you. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. All right, that's it for this one. Thanks again to Blueberry Johnson. Also, thanks to Tim Sexton, Levy Naiman, everyone who took part in the New York City Pinball Championships. Anyway, this podcast is independent and supported by patrons over at patreon.com slash worst of all. So if you want to join us and listen to our premium episodes, come on over. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. We'll see you next time.